Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, guys, let's talk dating, specifically dating on Match. American singles have spoken and being hot is out and being emotionally mature is in. Match actually does an annual study of over 5,000 U.S. singles, and they found that for the first time in over a decade, emotional maturity ranks higher than being physically attractive on singles priority lists. In fact, before the pandemic, physical attractiveness was number one, and now it's all the way down at number eight. Emotionally mature adults are the new sexy, okay? Because you want to meet somebody who starts their day before 11. Like their number one fantasy is getting eight hours of sleep, loves open and honest communication, thinks running errands together counts as a date. Let Match help you find the Pete to your Kim, the Travis to your Courtney, the guy or the girl that will consider running errands with you, a hashtag blessing, the guy or the girl that will not let go of your hand while driving because they're just that obsessed with you, the guy or the girl that will apply pimple cream on your pimple while you're sleeping. Yes, that exists out there, my ladies, and you can find it. So if you guys are ready for something more. Okay. And if you know what you want, you need to download match. And now messaging your top matches is free. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, you're getting married in how many days? I'm getting married in 10 days, but I'm I I'm leaving in 5. Our bitch is having an Italian wedding. Yes, I'm having an Italian wedding and I got about 5 phone calls yesterday of people who did not have passports. Oh my god. And what do you do? What do you do? Do you just like... Well, they don't call you. But first of all, they don't call you. Step one, don't call the bride and make it her problem. I know. And one of them is my man of honor and I love him. And I'm <gasps> like, I said, Raymond, you are about to be like, I was like, how do you not know that your passport was expired? You've had three fucking years. I'm a COVID bride. We've planned this. We've replanned this that many times. That's where You're we're at. COVID bride? When was the OG wedding supposed to be? 
uh, summer 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I want to tell you. So, you know, Stasi Schroeder got married, right? Yes. So in Italy. Yeah. One of her best friends' wife realized she didn't have a passport, tried to get an appointment, couldn't. The only place she could get an appointment was Puerto Rico. Yep. Flew to Puerto Rico. Yeah. For the day for the appointment. Oh, I, I had a friend who yesterday was like, well, it looks like I'm going to Honolulu. Yeah. <laughs> so I they got to go. You got to go six hours because she's on the West Coast. She's like, I'm going six hours West to then go, you know, 13 hours East to go to Italy. I, yeah. Who are these irresponsible people? You know, it's wild. It's actually some of the most responsible people in my life or so I thought. And then now <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you guys, I actually kind of have my shit together. It, it's it's alarming. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, I just need to get to Italy. Here's the thing, too. I feel feel like because I'm an entertainer, I like to control the narrative of, like, entertaining. Like, I love doing stand-up. I love being on stage. I love entertaining. So, for me, the wedding aspect of it is another facet of, like, I just want people. I, like, want to force people to come to Italy and have a good time. I don't even give a shit about, like, the bridal attention, which I thought I'd enjoy. I don't enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, this weird added pressure to, like, be thin have clear skin and like not be a cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you just want people to have fun, which is really yeah. selfless. It is. And I, you know what? Not enough people <laughs> tell me how selfless I am. So I want you to know I appreciate that. Not enough. So make, are you a bridezilla? No, I'm not a bridezilla. I'm more like a travelzilla. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about the flowers, any of that stuff. I'm more like, I have people calling me. What airport do I fly into? I'm like, the wedding's in 10 days. You didn't already book your flight to Europe in peak travel season. You're fucked. Like, you're not coming. You know what I mean? Are you anticipating getting last minute, like, can't make it? Yes. I'm I'm anticipating getting some, got stuck at the border, you know, wasn't vaccinated. Like, kind of those where I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. So. How many guests are there? 180. That is insane for a destination wedding. Yes. And I've learned my lesson. It's not because I have that many friends. It's because I invited people. I'm the kind of person like if I have one white wine, I'm very friendly and I'm like, (laughs) come to my wedding. So I've invited so many people thinking that, oh, not everybody's going to come to Italy. And then everybody is coming to Italy. Everyone's like, we haven't been out of the house in three years. Hell yeah. We're going to plan this trip. And now everyone said yes. No one said no. They all said yes. (laughs) I'm shook. Yeah. How crazy it is. Like, it. Oh, well, you have a wedding planner, but it's still yeah. really crazy to like plan an international destination wedding. Yeah. I just didn't realize how much handholding there would be. You know what I mean? Because I've been on tour, so I feel like I'm a real savvy traveler. You know, I just didn't realize how many of my grown adult friends I'd have to hold their hands and be like, so you can fly into Rome. You can take a three-hour train. You can transfer through Paris and fly right into Florence. Like, there's just a lot of, like, I'm a full-time. Wait, so tra- it's in Florence? Like, it, Kravis? Yeah. Wait, well, no, no Kravis was in Portofino. They were in Portofino. So I'm in Florence. I'm in Tuscany. Wow, that's a gorgeous landscape. Yeah, and a I got a boring, though, like, in terms of, like, going out vibes, no? In Florence. Oh, no, 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 no. I studied abroad in Florence. Let me tell you, I can I can tell my single girls where to get dick down on a good night. No, it's Florence is the jam. 
oh, stop. So yeah. I did a few days and maybe I, did, I was young and didn't know, but I was like, where are all the hot spots? Oh, there are clubs. They used to have a club in Florence and it may still be there called Central Park. And it was kind of like right on the outskirts of town, but everybody from study abroad would go. And when I say they like base it off Central Park in New York and it was just like in the jungle and it was wild. And I remember I was like 22, didn't have three pennies to rub together and somehow ended up with like a 500 euro bar tab because I, I just kept putting, all these Italians kept putting it on like the American study abroad kids tab. And I was like, I, I, I was like, literally, you're gonna have to kick me out of study abroad. I can't, I can't cover this bill. So I had a good time in Italy. No, it's going to be a rager. But I will tell you, because you're really close to the Kardashians now, which more power to you. I just really feel like Courtney should have called me first because we have dueling Italian weddings and I just feel like she didn't think of me. And that's really <laughs> selfish on her part. You know what I mean? Like, how dare is she? Your, <laughs> is yours going to be gaudy and sponsored by Dolce Gabbana? It's going to be gaudy. But when I tell you how quickly I was humbled, I had a stylist reach out to like Versace and Gucci because I'm doing a House of Gucci themed wedding and a Versace themed welcome wait, party. What? Wait, no, you're not. Yes. Oh my God. I was kidding. Like you really are. No, I really am. And, and do you know that both fashion houses, both brands never returned any calls? <laughs> so yes. Am I trying to have a gaudy wedding? Yes. Did Versace or Gucci respond to anybody on my team saying, Hey, this is the vibe. No, we got no phone calls back. They were like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you settle for? I'm still going with those themes. I'm just making my own shit. <laughs> You know, like a not I, like a, a fir, Versace, a fake Versace, you know? I'm dead that that's your vibe. Yeah. I, so, I like a themed party, though. You know, I was. Does that a, mean that you liked their wedding? Like, were you a fan when you saw the photos? I actually liked their wedding. I thought it was very cool. I thought it was a, a moment. They leaned in. I like anybody who's like, if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to lean all the way in. And they dialed yeah. it in. And I thought I, I only have respect for them. I liked it. They dialed it in. But yeah. is your dress like still a classy, like timeless white? It vibe? is. It is white. But I will say that my wedding dress designer, I told her, I said, the vibe I'm going for is Italian Riviera streetwalker. Like I want to <laughs> look like a Vegas showgirl met an Italian prostitute working the, you know, the boardwalk in the summer. That's the vibe. So the boobs are out. Oh, boobs are to my throat. I've got a big slit <laughs> in the leg. If I don't walk down the aisle and someone screams, she's a whore. Like, I will be so <laughs> devastated. <laughs> okay, so we all take our vitamins and, you know, our kids should be taking their vitamins, except so many kids' vitamins are like, you know, gummy sugar bear, you know, with so much sugar and chemically stuff. And it's just candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of unhealthy chemicals and sugar and other gummy junk. And that's why I'm so happy that Haya was founded and created. It's pediatrician approved, super powered, chewable vitamin that doesn't have all the grams of sugar and all the junk we were talking about. This stuff is formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. Haya is designed for kids of all 
ages and it's sent straight to your door. So parents have one less thing to worry about. It's so good and it's actually still yummy. So you don't have to force your kid into it. They'll want it. It's a treat. So we got a special deal with Haya for their best selling children's vitamin. You can get 50% off your first order. Um, to get this deal, you have to go to HayaHealth.com slash NotSkinny. That's H-I-Y-A Health, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash NotSkinny and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I'm so excited you're on today, Heather, because yeah. I think when I first found out about you, could it have been through your like Britney 911 series? God, yes, probably. So tell people that don't know, like what, what, what'd you do there? And it might be still on your highlights, no? It is. And okay, so basically, I'd say what, four, five years ago, I was hungover one day and I was just Instagram storing and I was like, guys, when are we going to talk about Britney? Like, this is crazy. Like, why are we all acting like that this behavior is normal? Something's going on. So I called it Britney 911. And then it's gone. And then it went totally viral in the sense that I think other people started saying like, you know, this behavior is not something's happening. I think there's a cry for help or she's trying to, you know, wave the white flag like she needs help. So then her serious diehard fans took it and let it spiral and like took it to a whole nother level. But then, you know, watching- I love how you're taking credit for the Free Britney movement. No, I, I literally started Free Britney. <laughs> I absolutely started Free Britney. <laughs> I will stand strong. I literally started free Britney. But then like today when I saw, God, did you see that thing where her ex, her first husband broke into her house? Did you see well, the videos? No, I, no, I want to talk to you about the whole thing. But okay, so you you did the 911, like the videos are weird thing. Like what's happening? Yes, I, I basically just said like, this is odd. Uh, you know, the dance, the spinning around and bandage dresses, making these weird like fashion runway shows. And then it just kind of took off. But now seeing like where we're at, I'm happy yeah. Britney is free. Obviously, she's worked her ass off as a performer myself. Like, couldn't imagine if everybody took your shit away that you've worked so hard for. But there is, I, I'm, I feel like we need to get back to the root of something's not right. 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 And I feel like we're scared. Are you a diehard? Like, were a you a Britney fan? I love mm -hmm. her. I literally yeah. love her. I saw her at Madison Square Garden for the circus tour. I was third row. Like, I love Britney. I think everybody wants what's best for Britney, but I definitely yeah. think this behavior is maybe a little manic. I can't, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. And I think and, people and are like afraid to say. Think, and I think people, you know, we want to like root for people. So we're like free Britney. And obviously we wanted her to be free, but I feel like we're so scared in today's climate of not being able to judge people that we're not allowed to say like, this yeah. is not no, like what's happening. Like, why can't she get the best doctors, the best drug cocktail yeah. to, to, you know, make her, you know, she's back to the British accent. I saw a couple days ago. Yeah. That was a little bit concerning. Reading her posts on Instagram. It's like cracking the Da Vinci code. You know, I can't tell the subtext of the text. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I'm I don't trying. try anymore, you yeah. know, because I also feel like whenever she posts something, it's like I want to be like, huh? And maybe sometimes share it. But then I feel like I feel like I'm like betraying her and my wanting her to be free and like live Agreed. her life. If I'm like, you guys, what is this? It's so weird. And, and then she was pregnant and then she announced that she lost the baby. People were questioning it. It was like a very weird thing. And then all of a sudden yeah. we find out a few days ago she's getting married. What do you think of Sam? Like, what's your hunch? 
I had a friend who was on set with Sam. He was not an extra, but he had a small role in, in this big show. And, and my friend was like, honestly, he couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more professional, really nice stand-up guy. I mean, if she's happy, that's great. You know, the wedding photos came out today and I'm, I'm thrilled for her. I think, I don't know. I feel like all I want to do is take Brittany to a cheesecake factory in the Valley and like order some cheeseburger egg rolls, get an iced tea and be like, girl, as a Southern girl who went to cheer camp, I know you went to cheer camp. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what's going on? How are you feeling? Because there's a spiral. And I feel like she just doesn't have enough girlfriends in her corner to be like, hey, chick, what's up? You know, how you doing? Well, so let's talk about this for a second. So she has this Vicky T, who's her assistant, who used to be on Cobra Starship, the band. So she's like, technically seems like she's her assistant. And how weird that she was like, I'm away. So like while Jason Alexander breaks into her house, which is crazy on its own, like how do you break into Britney Spears's house on her wedding? Does she not have loads of security? No shit. That's what I thought. I'm like, where is the team? Where is the, the SWAT team? Where's the SWAT team? And then not only is he breaking, he's like announcing like I'm crashing this. This yeah. is a piece of shit wedding. <laughs> Who are you? The guy's like, hi, I'm Michael. And you're like, does Michael not realize there's like a meth head running around I thought he would have uh, would have at least like shown up and maybe like, you know, um, like kind of look like a cater waiter or brought in maybe a bouquet, like just grab something off a truck to look like he was supposed to be there. And when I saw the video, the live stream of him, basically literally, like you said, this sucks. These flowers are ugly. This is shitty. He walked up into her bedroom. He got all the way upstairs into her upstairs. Do you know that I saw this? I don't know who posted it, but you know, there's always going to be someone trying to defend something. Someone was like, if Jason Alexander looked like George Clooney, people would say, oh, for fuck's so sake. And they were like, people would say that it's like he, he came to like, you know, as the, you know, the white knight, the knight on the white horse, whatever the fuck. I don't know how people get wild takes like that, but that's like, no, no, no. How does she not have a security? Like, how did he get in? What's happening? He doesn't look well. He was a live streaming. Could you imagine it only getting 100 views? Oh, God. And you like 100 in. people were watching. <laughs> you're like you're breaking into Britney Spears. I would be if I was Britney, I'd be like, wait, not more people viewed it. Also, like, I, no one cared. No one cared. No, <laughs> I know. And that's he's in a meth spiral. And then the best <laughs> is at the beginning of the video. I guess he's like behind her house. It was still a little grainy because you, you can tell the reception up in like Thousand Oaks is not that great. Or Hidden Hills, wherever she is. But you can tell, like, like a security guard kind of stops him. Like, somebody's like, hey, hey, you need to get off the property. And he's just like, no, nah, man, I'm good. And he's like, I'm not gonna. I'm breaking into Britney's house. And he just keeps going for it. And then the guy never, like, gets off his golf cart to, like, stop him. Do you know what I mean? And there's a wedding. Like, not only is it Britney Spears' house, it was her wedding that day. Which yes. is so weird. I started thinking, like, does she have, agoraphobia maybe because like she could get married anywhere in the world and like we don't see her out and about which is would be understandable if she had this right because of like so much anxiety about like but like why would she choose to do a tent at her house like she could have done her wedding anywhere I don't think she has agoraphobia because she's been going to Maui a lot you know or whether or not those photos are just she's been going to Mexico and Maui a ton so I don't I think she likes to vacation That's a vacation, yeah. She doesn't like planes, though, she said. That's why she didn't go to the Met Gala. Do we believe that? She doesn't. She said she was invited to the Met Gala. Hold on. Wait, you missed. You you didn't read the caption. No, no, no. I completely missed this. (laughs) She didn't. She doesn't like planes. How'd she go to Hawaii six times this year? I'm confused. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was my question. But she posted it a couple times saying was supposed to go to the Met Gala. Didn't go. I don't like flying or I don't like planes. And I, I that was my question. Like, wait, but she literally vacationed so much. I don't think and it's that the same she, flight time. Yeah, it's literally the same flight time. I don't think she could handle being in a room and being in front of the paparazzi, like like having to do the red carpet and being in a room with all those other celebrities, you know? I wonder if she was invited, though. I thought you said she was invited. That's what she's saying. I, I oh, question no. everything. She was invited. Absolutely. You think? She, you think? Okay. If, I mean, because that yeah. would be a good moment. She if, would have stolen the whole Met Gala. If Miss Wintour is as devilish as I think she is, absolutely. She was probably invited. Yeah. What Kim Kardashian would like, I know, Kim Kardashian would be like, I've lost 100 pounds for nothing. I, she would have stolen her moment. And then Brittany just shows up in a dress from Wet Seal. And she's <laughs> like, I have this in the back of my closet. You know what I mean? Like a pair of like Jessica Simpson shoes and a Wet Seal bandage dress from 2005. And she's like, I'm thriving. I just wonder why then if she's free and we don't know the, the details, but like, then speak. Well, she says she's writing a book. I read Jessica Simpson's tell all and that was shocking. So I can only imagine if Jessica Simpson's laying down those hard facts, I can only imagine what's going to happen when Brittany actually writes it. Going back to her new assistant, though, as yeah. somebody who like who's like, you know, a boss now, I literally the other day she had a photo up of her assistant. And she's like, there, Brittany is naked on her assistant in the pool. And the first thought in my mind was this is an HR nightmare. <laughs> like, I <laughs> <laughs> and she puts up this Instagram of her like naked on Vicky, right? Vicky, you said Vicky T? Yeah. Yeah, her assistant like wrapped around her in a pool. And I'm just like, Britt, Britt, you can't put this up. Like my business partner texts me and she goes, HR liability. <laughs> okay, guys, listen, as a married be myself, and we even talk about it in this episode, sex, um, you know, gets a little stale. You've known the person for over 10 years. You've breathed them. You've everything. You need to spice it up. I'll give you a tip here. And the tip is Foria. Foria is a company that uses all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. So imagine the best orgasm or sex that you've ever had. Take a moment. I know it's hard to remember. And imagine it could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms. You guys are shook right now. You're like, what's happening? I thought this was a podcast about pop culture. But listen, we all have to get off in our life. Okay. So they have an amazing arousal oil that uses CBD because like what doesn't use CBD in our lives anymore and has like sensation inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm and help with any discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on, you guys. Used together, Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil are the perfect combo for peak pleasure. Like you're going to be a slippery slope down there. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as soon as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal to my listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting Foria. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com slash not skinny or just use code not skinny at checkout. That's Foria, F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash not skinny for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil. You'll thank me later. Could you imagine like being a store owner, having the Shopify app and getting that sound on your phone every time somebody buys one of your stuff and knowing that you just made a sale and made money? 
Mm, that could be you. So Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big businesses customized for my needs. With a great looking online store that brings your idea to life and tools to manage your day to day and drive sales. So basically, Shopify helps you turn your idea into real life. Like, so whatever idea you have, you start on Shopify and you can build an entire business online. And it's not only for huge businesses or for the Kardashians' um, websites. It's also for people like us or like merch that you buy. Like everything is basically on Shopify. It powers millions of entrepreneurs just like me <laughs> and you from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner will make their first sale on Shopify. And that could be you. So, you know, you could access powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. So go to shopify.com slash not skinny, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash not skinny right now. Shopify.com slash not skinny. Let's just start with the celebrity guest list. So we have Madge. Who they know each other since, you know, Me Against the Music. We have Selena Gomez, who we know has recently, she sent her rare beauty and Britney was excited. Yes. We have Paris, who we know is always champion for her. We have Drew Barrymore, who went on like a cute little Britney like spiel on her show while everything was going on, like kind of leave her alone vibes. Kathy Hilton. So what I'm wondering are were those women invited because they're legit friends or was it exa- like were they invited because of those moments like oh drew was really nice to me and said on her show you know what i mean like are yeah. they chilling no i don't think i want to know who was the guest list at the wedding did the, any of these people actually go to the wedding yeah they were there oh, they were there there because oh, it just came, it just came out t- this morning i haven't even checked yet yeah okay, okay so they went this well, morning good. it's the twelve thirty, heather I, but yes <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was up till three 30. I think you forget. I am a comedian, so I don't go to bed before four. That's just, no, how just I, I hate you just because I have to wake up early, <laughs> but I hate everyone who sleeps. Like you'll, you'll see one day, but this is why when people say Heather have a kid, I go, I don't know how I physically will because my job doesn't end. I physically do not get off work till one 30 in the morning. You know what I mean? Like that. So I don't understand how how I'm supposed to have... How comedians do it. How they do it. I mean, they have help, clearly, but I'm like... Right. What do you do when you're literally saying, good night, Atlanta, and you're getting off stage at 1.30 in the morning? You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wild crazy. ride. Okay, but back to the guest list. I want to so know... So those people came. The people I told you, okay. like, came and were, like, in it. Like, they were kind of... Seemed like the main friend group. I wonder. I'm like, Drew Barrymore. But doesn't it make you feel like everything's okay if Drew was there? Oh, I, I mean, listen, if Drew Barrymore showed up at my own father's funeral, I would have felt much better about the situation. But she wasn't there and I still resent her for it. OK, uh, yeah, like it just feels like she's like, you know, she's like, guys, yeah. I, like, I feel like it, it was like kosher. It was a, it was a kosher wedding. You know what I mean? If Drew was there. Can, cannot agree more. She's just, you know, she probably I bet Drew was like getting ready with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, they've maybe met once and Drew's like, she's like, Drew, will you get ready with me? And she's like, uh-huh, for sure. Absolutely, that's what happened. Do we okay, know if you know any what, of her family showed up? It says that Brian was there, her 
brother, but like I didn't see him in photos. But that would be really interesting as her kids weren't there, which is sad. Yes. And so here's my one thing. I mean, obviously they're kids, right? But the the fact that they are not involved in her life is to me a bigger red flag of there's something going on we don't know about. So while she clearly has pushed everybody out of her family away, the kids want nothing to do with her. And that's what's concerning. That's, that's why, like, concerning. there's another And they're layer. obsessed with their dad. Have you seen? Like, yes. I've seen, I don't remember where, but it's been, like, moments of, like, them being like, my dad is the best thing that ever lived. So, like, they're obsessed with him. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, K-Fed, he takes care of his kids. You can't get mad at it. Also, let's just take a moment. K-Fed. His name is fucking K-Fed. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he had a song called Pow, Pow, Papa Zow, which was on my Papa iTunes. Z- Papa Zao, I would be getting ready in college to go out clubbing and I'd literally be like, Popo Zao, Popo Zao. Yeah, the best. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking bop. We need to bring it back. Oh yeah. I love you. I'm dying. No, the Papa Zao, like, do people know what, like, chaotic? Oh. Them, like, smoking cigs and trucker hats in Paris? I don't think the youth of America understands what we grew up with. Cause I think we're around the same age. I don't think they understand. How old are you? 35. 34. Okay. So like a little younger. Yeah. yeah. You know. A little more youthful. Um, <laughs> you're not lathered in as much sunscreen as I am right now. Post hydrofacial because my skin's falling off. Yeah. I don't think they realize like, you know, these Gen Zers, Gen, Gen X, I don't even know what generation they are. They just will never understand those early days of the selfie and the Paris and the Lindsay Lohan and the Brit Spears running out of nightclubs together, like with a disposable camera. They'll never understand that joy. It's so much. It's it's because they're watching like curated TikTok dances. Yes. Everyone's Martin Scorsese. People like that don't want to be seen, you know, vaping. So they hide it. And it's like, no, be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. <laughs> be cool. Liter- like do drugs, like get caught snorting, like just be, be cooler, like live your life. I heard this thing recently and um, there was an article on Instagram that people are now snorting caviar in New York. Is that a thing? Because you're up in New York. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing that people are snorting caviar. And I'm like, honestly, I'm that's a hard flex. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> I've been noticing it's a thing now. If it used to be like, let me post on my Instagram, you know, that I have a Chanel bag. So you kind of see it in the frame, but it's not or like my Rolex. I just right. happened to be scratching my face. Now it's literally like bowls of caviar and oysters. I mean, who knew that a seafood tower would be the next flex? And I'll tell you what, I'm the kind of bitch. If you take me to a steakhouse, I'm not, I don't even care about the steak. I'm ordering the seafood tower. I'm ordering all the appetizers, all the sides. Like I want the onion rings with the fancy dip. I want the fancy wedge salad. And then I'm going to get, you know, the potato layonnaise and the button mushrooms and a seafood tower. So for me, seeing that people are flexing their seafood towers, like that's just, <laughs> I've always been doing that. So maybe, yeah. Amanda, the real truth is I've been way cooler than I thought I've been for a while. <laughs> well, next level is snorting it. Snorting it, yeah. Speaking of the sags, I did a zoom in on one of the wedding pics and there was like a pack of cigs with a lighter on Britney's table. So our queen is still smoking. Yeah, sure. Which, is. which I'm into it. You know, I'm just, the reason why I'm into celeb smoking and I'll, I'll put a rest to it. Cause some people are into it. Also, some people judge me is like Hollywood has been so like green juices right. and like half a yoga 
that like it's nice to see that there's still some unhealthiness going on. Can I be honest? They're yeah. all unhealthy. So mm. when you see, you know, I don't know, somebody at Air One. I I got bamboozled the other day. I drank a giant I celery jo- <laughs> juice before a flight. I didn't know. Someone was like, Heather, before your wedding, drink celery juice. It'll fucking make you glow. I drank it at 9 a.m. I had a flight at 5.50 back to the East Coast that night. I literally almost shit my pants in the Delta Sky Club. I have never seen, like, my soul left my body. So don't listen to all of those celebrities. Because what they're doing is they're going out, doing doing bumps of caviar, doing bumps of beluga. (laughs) Then they're smoking a pack of cigs. And then the next day they just flush it all out with some celery juice. It's all bullshit. It's all cyclical. Did you think you're going to have one celery juice and have it work? I no, I just thought it was like, oh, I'm gonna see if I like it and I'll drink it every day. But this was my first full celery juice experience. And I didn't realize the amount that I got at Erwan was supposed you're supposed to have like a cup a day. I chugged the whole fucking bottle thinking this was like a coconut water. And I literally within 10 minutes and I had to podcast all day. It was the most horrific day of my life. Wait, but if you were home and it was like a cleanse, that could have been a vibe, oh, I no? Oh, I, w- I would do it in a heartbeat. I would go <laughs> do hard drugs the night before. I'd do like a ton of cocaine and then celery juice the next day and I'd feel like a new person. <laughs> so that's the secret, everybody. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of the the cigs, I want to ask you, because I know you lo- love Britney and you, you're into the Kardashians. Yeah. Would you rather have a cig with Britney or with Kris Jenner? Oh, fuck. It's hard, right? I don't know my answer, so you okay, go first. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. Selfishly, Chris Jenner. Because I want Chris Jenner to, like, basically look me up and down and be like, this is how we're going to fix your career. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I need the boss bitch, the shempire moves. Yeah, but, but he's giving you nothing. If I'm going to be selfless, I'm having a ciggy with Brit, and I'm like, bitch, tell me everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if I'm going to be selfish in this moment, which that's just where I am in my life right now, I think I'm going to go Chris Jenner simply so I can get be like, Chris, what's my next move? You know, <laughs> wait, this is reminding me, wasn't it? Was it Jackie Schimmel when you went with her to Paris? Didn't she buy a fake seg? Oh, she bought a fake seg. And the funny thing is, I have this thing. <laughs> I love a vacation seg. I'm not proud yeah. of it. I just have a naturally like rest- a skinny one. Or uh, yes. is there a type? A long Capri cigarette. And it's really thin. There is something, if you ever smoked in college, and I was never a big smoker, but I mean, I'd have a couple beers in college and a fucking par- parliament, let's be honest. <laughs> and oh, they, I hated those filters. Oh, they were the worst. And you knew if you had a menthol the night before, you're like, oh, <laughs> who at the Sigma Chi house gave me a menthol? Because you literally could not speak. You had a sore throat for like four weeks. No, people that commit to menthols and like that's their cigarette, like, wow. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But- no, Jackie is a much better woman than I am. She did not smoke. I think I had one vacation cigarette, but it doesn't, it doesn't count. If you're in Europe, you know, how like when you go, say if you can't eat dairy in the United States because all of our food is poison. But when I go to Italy, I, I, I eat all the fucking gluten, all the dairy because it's, it's regulated over there. Like everything's clean and from the earth and natural. Yeah. And I also feel like tobacco is like that. And I know that that is not the case <laughs> because on the, pa- if you go to Europe on the packet of cigarettes, it literally shows like, you know, somebody's face melting off, somebody with lung cancer. But I'm like, eh, it's fine. We're in Europe. It's fine. I know they do the really graphic photos. Yeah. But it makes you I'll tell you why, because like everyone's hotter. So hot. And they smoke. So you yeah. just like assume that whatever they're doing 
must be working. It's like, cause you go to Israel a lot, right? That's your, yeah. that's your place, which I'm dying to go. That's on my bucket list. I'm literally dying to go. Everybody in Israel. Everybody smokes. Everybody yeah. smokes and everyone's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Everybody smokes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wild. It's wild when you're like, wait, they're lighting up in here. Like you don't know what's happening. Where here you could yeah. be at the park and, you know, I think, I think it's just like, we're not doing drugs. You know, we're not, you're like, I am. Um, we're- <laughs> Can I tell you, I, I, you know, back in the old Adderall days, I used to say Adderall never affected me the way it affects a lot of like thin women. Like I would never lose my appetite. I just eat faster. You know what I mean? I would just like wolf down a quesadilla. And I'm like, how are you guys losing your appetite? Even like a little cocaine. I'm like, I'm not not hungry. So this is, <laughs> if the whole point of this is to get thin, it's not working on me. I just shit my pants in a nightclub, you know? I'm not, not hungry. <laughs> okay, you guys know and you see that I wear my Rothy's all the time. I freaking love them. My Rothy's, I have the everyday shoe, I think it's called. I have it in white. It's so adorable. I wear it without socks. They're washable and they're just really, really great. But what I really love about Rothy's is that they take sustainability uh, really seriously into the next level. And all their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. And that means they've repurposed over 125 million water bottles so far. That makes me feel so much better about, you know, the occasional bottled water that I, you know, love to freaking have. Rothy's, check them out. Literally the everyday shoe that I have is perfect. I have it in white, but it comes in so many other colors. And it's a great travel shoe, a great everyday shoe, a great walk the dog shoe. You just have to bloop, slip it on and it's washable. So you don't have to be worried if it ends up smelling, even though mine actually hasn't smelled. But maybe that's just because I'm such a clean, fragrant biot. Anyway, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at Rothy's dot com slash not skinny. That's Rothy's R O T H Y S dot com slash not skinny for $20 off your first order. So if you guys don't know Heather McMahon, like you should, and you probably do, but you are a comedian and an actor actor. Yes. You were, you were, you did it up this year. I I mean, I did it up for sure, but you know, I'm a classically trained actor, but I really only get roles as a clown. So I am just, <laughs> I'm a fucking court jester for Netflix at this point. You know what I mean? Well, you did the love hard with Nina Dobrev, right? Yes. Yes. But you were like the funny, cute friend. Why is that a jester? No, it's not. I had a great time. But the funny thing was I'm in the movie for literally no more than seven and a half minutes. But they <laughs> they used my bit for the entire trailer because I saw what they did there. They're like, Heather's got a really obs- like strong fan base. We know that these, these people are going to come out. And so I was like, Oh, I see what you did. You bamboozled my audience. Cause then when you start the movie, I'm only in it for the first seven minutes and then I disappear. <laughs> I see what they did. Wait, so it's not even a collective seven minutes. It's the beginning seven minutes. No, it's like, I'm in the first. Yeah. No, it's it, Yeah. It's, it's sprinkled through the first seven minutes. But I could I could feel your vibe and tell me if mm. I'm wrong. It's like everyone was so happy for you. Right. And oh, you have such supportive people. But I so feel like sweet. what you're feeling is like, 
yeah, bitch, I was in a thing and like I should be in more things and I should get more time. I mean, you know, I've been doing stand up forever, but I went to school for theater. So like I'm an actor, you know, like this is yeah. my love and I'm a writer. And I think like as a stand up, you're already kind of a self-starting person. Like I've already always created my own material and my own things. But it's so nice to go on auditions. But here's the thing. All right. I am obviously still hustling in my career. But I would love to get to the point where I don't have to keep doing these soul draining auditions. Like the day I know why I will have made it is when somebody just calls and they go, they give you the offer. You know what I mean? I am still doing self tapes in my mom's fucking basement with a ring light. She's yelling at me. I'm yelling at her. My husband's holding the the iPhone. Like it is. Wait, but aren't self tapes better than going? Yes and no. But I mean, nothing's in person anymore. But I'm I'm one of those people. I I went over the room. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Like you rather be like, hi, you. Yeah. Like, oh, like, talk. yeah, I'm a used car salesman. I <laughs> if I wasn't doing comedy, I'd be in real estate or be a part of an MLM. You know what I mean? I'd be in a pyramid scheme selling skin care and I would be at the top fucking tier driving the white Lexus with, you yeah. know, all of the fucking trips to Mexico and all the incentive yeah. trips. I would do it. I, yeah. I, I crush sales. So not to name drop, but yeah. I was at a thing last night and I met Busy Phillips Love and it. I'm such a fucking uh, uh, what's it called when you just want to know information. Nosy, uh, like nosy Nelly. Yeah, nosy, yeah. Nosy, <laughs> nosy, <laughs> nosy bitch. <laughs> nosy bitch. So she was talking about her new show, which is like five Eva. Oh, girls, five Eva. Yeah. Yeah. I got nervous. I thought you were like, there was like a new, new show. I'm like, I didn't hear about this other show. What are you talking about? Girls, five Eva. Um, Girls 5 Eva, it's on Peacock. So my first question, because I'm so interested in this world when she told me like how like she got the part. And I was like, did you have to audition? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to know. It's such a crucial thing to like when you know somebody's like really huge, like yeah. you were saying is your goal in life. Or did she just give it to you? Like was my question, you know? She's really good friends with Tina Fey. So I'm sure right. she probably so, did. Yeah. So yeah. So I think when she was telling the story and she was like, Tina called me, I thought it was like Tina from accounting and didn't put it together until the end. And I was like, oh, it's Tina Fey. And she like wanted her to do it. And, and here it is. But yes, that is the goal for somebody to just call you. Not you not having to audition. Man, that is it. The, like, I, And let me tell you, like when I was on tour and I was on the road, like I have done auditions in the bathroom at a Holiday Inn. I've done an audition in that like, a Chipotle parking lot. I mean, I will do these anywhere. And I've noticed that I'm not booking any of these jobs, which is a little, <laughs> a little humbling, but I just can't wait. I can't wait till somebody from, you know, Hulu's like, bitch, you got this. You don't have to audition. Come in. We've got a bump of caviar waiting for you to sign on the dotted line. <laughs> but is your, so would you want to keep doing it all? Or would your real dream be to just be an actor? No, I mean, listen, when you do when you do comedy, there's no better high than touring and and being in front of live audiences. I will always do that. That is the love. That is where I started. That's my my true love. Um, As cheesy as that sounds. But I mean, I'm a writer and a creator. Like I want to be on television and films and I've got a show that I'm um, we're in the works. You know, I don't even know how this business works. I had one show with Peacock. (laughs) They decided we're going to shift. We're going to pivot. And now we're pivoting in a different direction, but we're still working on it. So as soon as I know what the fuck's going on, I'll let you know, because I never know what's going on. I know people don't know how crazy this world is and how it all works. Like I was asking all these questions. So like, for for example, Jenny Molan just came out with the book City of Likes. It's a great book. You guys should read it. 
And she said that they, Sony already picked it up, right? And you're like, ooh, what does that mean? Yeah. And it comes out as a deadline article, which like, isn't that the dream of life? You probably had a deadline article. I did when Peacock, <laughs> when Peacock bought my show, it said like, they're going to develop it. And then everyone's like, where's your show? And I'm like, I don't know, tweet, tweet Peacock, ask them where my show is. <laughs> so, oh my God, but that's such a, that's a moment, a deadline article. A deadline article is a moment, but it actually truly means fucking nothing. That's the thing that people don't get. Like it's literally... And then what? So I was trying to understand. So like the fact that like Sony got her book means that it means I'll tell you what it means. And I love Jenny, but it means that Sony bought the rights to it to probably develop it. And it'll probably sit in developmental hell for the next four years and they get chopped around because some old and then they get chopped around. Yeah, yeah, because some old networks, old fucker named Bob who works at the head of like who's like one of the execs is like, I don't understand women. Like literally, that's how that's how it works. So, yeah. And she has to write it. Yeah. Which, you know, like now she has to like write it as a show, which like you have to do it. After writing my first show um, that didn't get picked up, I said (laughs) that was the hardest six months of my life. I'm like, I can go out there, do a two hour stand up show. I can write new material for that. But writing for television was it was crazy. But now that I've done it, I'm like, it's a well-oiled machine. But man, it was insane. Because you're so, just so speak, in your head. You don't know what is, you know, what you're, is, not, you're not getting automatic feedback. You don't know. Speaking of shows, I saw that we're both obsessed with hacks. Yes. But to I'm a point. What? Oh, I'm obsessed in a way that very candidly, it's like looking into my future in the mirror and it's really freaking me out. All my costumes, all, all the costumes that I've been wearing on the road for the last five years, she wears. Now, I know that Hacks is really probably based off Joan Rivers. That is what it is. And I base my life off Joan Rivers. So really, I can't say that they're stealing anything from me. But there have been some jokes where I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Really? Just, it's the, <laughs> that's all I'll say. I'm not bitter, I'm better. But, but, do- <laughs> But don't you feel like in in your world and in this world also of like social media and memes and 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 jokes and and yeah. everything going viral and you don't know where it starts? Like, isn't it so hard to trace down like where some things you're like, no, bitch, it was mine. No, but like things get like recycled and then they don't even know where they heard it and then they say it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And listen, at some point, some like when we all came out with COVID material, everybody at some point is going to have a similar thing. I've had a joke yeah. about taking my emergency weight, taking off my jeans and having a cesarean scar uh, where your jeans dig into your fupa <laughs> for years. That's on like a semi-similar thing one guy had on like one of his specials. And I'm like, but it's totally different because I'm a woman and I have a different perspective. Yes. I mean, everybody, you know, when there's just like actual joke stealers and I'm not calling them out on that, but it's just um, what hits home is seeing how hard it is and not that I never want to be one of those like it's harder to be a female comedian that's not it but it's re-inspiring seeing how she busts her ass seeing how Deborah Vance the shit that she has had to go through being in particularly the world of stand-up it's a whole nother ball game it really is but like everything like in the first season Ava had a ovarian cyst explosion I've had one of those her dad dies Deborah's producing her own stand-up special like all of these things have happened all of these things have happened to me. I'm like, this is just bizarre. But you know, whatever. It's it's it, that's what it that's what it's like to do. Be in the biz. But you know what? 
I feel like you would be such a good writer on a show. Have you ever done that? Like, have you ever written or like punched up the way Ava punched up on shows? For sure. But I definitely think I'm a performer. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like she, mama's writing for herself. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or I'm in right. It. Yeah. Right. That's I. Yeah. Because then it's not yours. It, yeah, it's not yours. I mean, I love doing other people's stuff because that's really the joy. Like when when it's when I haven't written it and I get to play somebody else and somebody else thought of it. That's the dream. But really and truly, like I have such an extensive wig collection. I just feel like I have enough wigs to play enough <laughs> characters. So put me in coach. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm ready to go. Wait, so yeah. so aside from you thinking that they stole your whole life story, yeah. NBD, yeah. you did love it. Oh, I love it. It's great. And again, it just it's because it hits so close to home. Like every episode, I'm like, oh, my God, this is my life. This is currently my life. You know, wait, where are you living now? I'm in Atlanta. So I used to live in New York, lived in L.A. before that. And then during the pandemic, my husband and I moved back to Atlanta. Are you both from there? No, my husband's from New York. And we literally moved into my childhood home. So my mom lives with us. We live with her. I don't know what who lives with who. And that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, stay and humble. That's, that, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that you're like, you feel like you're going to stay there? Yeah, it's really weird. People get so uncomfortable. Like our friends even are like, so are you, are you always going to like live <laughs> with your mom? And I'm like, yeah, we have a fucking great setup. I mean, it's weird. Since my dad died, my mom, I, I've always been really close with my family. But I always knew I'd come back to Atlanta at some point. And now that you know, the pandemic really brought us all even closer together, but I love it. Like my mom, we have a fucking great time. My husband loves it. And I've said many times, like, honey, we don't have to do this. Like we, we can afford our own house. We can go do our own thing. Well, right now with inflation, no, I I probably can't, but (laughs) you know, I'm like, we can do our own thing. And he gets treated like a fucking King. My husband is literally doted on. My mom is obsessed with him. I'm chopped liver. So he's like, no, we're never moving. We live right next to the golf course. He's living his life. Do not let him fool you. Yeah. Wait, so he, oh my God, I'm dying. So you called him your husband. So you're already officially husband and wife. Yes. So we got married Christmas of 2020 at the courthouse in Atlanta because my accountant called me and he's like, hey, you had a really successful year last year. I really need you guys to legally tie this up so you can save money on your taxes filed so you can file jointly. So we had to legally get married because, you know, mom's a boss bitch. And so this is just a party. And now it's literally like two years later. It's two years later. And honestly, what I've still gone through at the party, I don't know, but I paid all these vendors. My husband's Italian, Mm -hmm. Italian American. I'm Italian American, but my, but you know, Italians are shady as fuck. You can say, (laughs) and I paid all these Italian vendors in cash at, you know, this summer of 2019 and a year before the, you know, the preparation in preparation for my 2020 wedding. And then if you think that you're ever going to see that money again, <laughs> you're not. So I was like, we're having a fucking party. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's so wild. And how many years are you together? Twelve. Been together a long time. Wow. Yeah. So are you still having sex? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Stop. But can I tell you, this is why. Because I'm on the road Wait. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the road a lot. So it's kind of like we're long distance. So when I'm <laughs> gone for three weeks, I come back ready to go. You know, there are nights where I feel like I have to do my wifely due diligence and I'm, I, you right. know, I've taken two melatonin. I'm kind of laying there like <laughs> dead. You know, one time Jeff was like, are you fucking asleep? And I was like, it's fine. He's like, no, I feel like a Duke lacrosse player. Like I'm not doing this shit. He's like, no, <laughs> but, um, yes, I still, I still enjoy sex. Now, granted though, Great. we do not have children. Okay. 
All my yeah. friends who have kids are go, when you rip tip to taint, you, you will not want to have sex anymore. <laughs> you will hate him. There's yeah. literally a book called How to Not Hate Your Husband After Having Kids. Like, it's a thing. It's wild. Do you now, why do you think is it because physically how you feel or is it because no, okay. I don't think it's physically. I think I think it's at the beginning. I mean, I'm a, we're over that hump, but right. he will tell you what a raging bitch I was to him. It's like you did all this shit. You were pregnant. Yeah. You went to the appointments. You had to, like, get your blood taken every day. You had to, like, carry this physical weight, this burden, have all the stress on you give birth, which is like literally an animalistic experience. Like it doesn't matter that it's in a hospital. You're with your legs, you know, up you to are, your throat. Yeah. To, <laughs> <laughs> you're literally, they're telling you to like push like you're pooping all the shit and literally, and, and they're just like there. And then when the baby comes, they, it takes them a little while to like realize what's happening because they weren't experiencing this whole thing. You know what I mean? They were on the sidelines. So I think it's just like the anger of like, (sighs) of like, and you're breastfeeding usually at the beginning at least. And they don't, and they're like, sorry, I can't, I'm not, I don't have it. So all these things makes you hate them. It's that, I think. I I hated Jeff. We did egg freezing at the beginning of last year because I have low fertility and I talk about it in my standup and all this stuff. So this is not like, you know, newsflash, but so I went, I had to go through a really aggressive process of doing egg freezing to get an, we got one embryo out of doing this like three rounds. And I, you know, it mimics how you feel when you're pregnant because you're pumping all these hormones and you basically go through that whole thing. And I'm giving myself five shots a day and I'm like bloated. My tits hurt. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm hormonal. And I'll, Jeff and I've gotten in our, we've never gotten in a bigger fight. He dropped me off for a blood test at 8 a.m. I had to go in. This is the day before they're going to do this retrieval. I said, I am so nauseous. I feel so sick. Can you please run across to Chick-fil-A, get me a biscuit. And by the time I'm done, I will be good. I come out. There's no biscuit. There's no biscuit. And I said, where's my Chick-fil-A biscuit? And I quote, he goes, I wasn't hungry yet. I thought I'd wait for you. And then we'd go together because I wasn't hungry yet. I literally like exorcism. My head spun. I was like, I didn't fucking ask you if you were fucking hungry, Jeff. I'm on drugs right now. I'm giving myself five injections. I'm nauseous as shit. Get me the fucking biscuit. He literally, like, the life left his body. He had never yeah. seen me spiral yeah. like that. Yeah. So if that was even one even <laughs> tiny taste of what it's like to be pregnant, I'm going to be a fucking no, nightmare. You will. And then when you get, you know, go to the to the hospital and you give birth and he's complaining that the chair is uncomfortable, like... Oh, forget it. Just no. murder him. Just take him you'll, out. No, you'll, <laughs> you'll get away with murder. Um... Heather McMahon, thank you so much for coming oh my on God. my podcast. Thank you it's for been, having me. It's been a long time coming and I'm so glad. I told you when I uh, like usually swaps make me want to throw up. But with you, I was like, thank God. <laughs> I know. Like, I've, I, I feel like it was just like it, the universe was waiting for the right moment. So thank you for making it happen, even when you're like spiraling 10 days before. Well, listen, bitch, you still got to come on mine. So, you know, I know. what I mean? She we- got she got episodes <laughs> to bank. <laughs> No, literally. It's a business. It's a business transaction. But no, I adore you and I follow you. And, you know, I always comment on everything because I just think all of this, like you are in the trenches, you are doing the work and we we cannot thank you enough for what you do, keeping us abreast (laughs) to everything that's going on in Hollywood. And then when I bring you on my podcast, I will grill you about meeting Chloe because I need to know everything. I'll tell you, baby. 
I love it. Have the best time. I can't wait to see your gaudy ass wedding. I'm so excited. Buckle up, bitches. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 